everyone, and welcome back to the Division II Sacks Champions for Life podcast. Uh, as you guys should definitely know by now, our hope and goal is to connect with professionals either associated with Division II athletes or, you know, prior Division II uh, athletes to see where they are, what got them to where they are in their career, and how their Division II experience helped prepare them for the next stage in their lives. Uh, my name is Wiley Kane. I am currently a senior quarterback at Kentucky Wesleyan College. I major in biology on the pre-medicine track. I also serve as the chair of Division II National SAC. Joining me today, I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Robert Dranoff. Dr. Dranoff has been serving in athletics for many years. He currently serves as the commissioner for the East Coast Conference. Dr. Dranoff, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Really, really happy to be with you, Wiley. Thank you. And we're excited to have you. So um, I just want to jump right in because we have a lot of really great information to cover. So, um, you know, my first question it deals with uh, support on campus. So um, who are some of the people on campus you've seen give the most support uh, for your student athletes? Um, you know, Wiley, let me, before I answer that, let me just preface this by saying that I'm in um, in, in no way a, a, an expert. Uh, I'm not a career counselor. I'm not an expert on on careers. But I, I, I as, as you mentioned, I, I've been involved in college athletics for all my career, um, both as a as a uh, administrator and as a as a, a, a professor. And so um, I'm just excited about the idea that we talk about life after after school you know, and life after sports. And, and, and I think one of the important things that you just mentioned is, is the fact that I think sometimes students, student athletes um, don't realize how many resources are available to them on campus. Um, uh, starting with their coaches uh, and the administrators that are part of their athletic programs. Um, uh, the uh, professionals on campus that do work in career services whose job it is to assist, whether it's basic uh, ideas of putting together a resume or, or um, uh, cover letters, uh, all the way up through all, there's, there's so many resources now in career services areas to help students prepare and uh, find jobs. And then, um, you know, one of, the, one of the real big resources, uh, we were just talking about, you know, classes before we came on, uh, one of the big resources is, is, the, is your professors. Um, and and one of the big points that I, I really want to make is that whether you're talking about on campus or people like me in a conference office, all of us, all of us want to help students. I mean, that's what we got into this work. And so these are resources that are really available that need to be taken care of, uh, taking advantage of. Definitely. And that that was a great point that you just made. I've heard from so many conference executives and so many people who I would not think originally hey like they want to help me out they're like hey ask us like we're not too cool we've not been in this business for too long to want to help um student athletes so that's one of the biggest things I've learned through my experience on national sack so uh, I want to move on and I just want to talk about um uh, something that's an offshoot of that topic of campus support which is networking we all hear networking it's a buzzword it and it you know it conjures up to me an image of standing around in a suit and uh, you know, talking to people and using uh, correct grammar and, and all that good stuff. It feels like something very difficult to do, right? So, but what, so if you could talk to us a little bit, what is the importance of networking and how would you go about that? Um, you know, uh, 
whether I'm talking to student groups or or individuals or, or when I teach, I, I teach sport management on the graduate level. And and um, you're right, networking almost becomes a, I don't want to say it's a dirty word, but it's something like, oh, I really have to do that. Or uh, what if I'm too shy? What if I don't want to bother uh, someone and ask them for help? But networking isn't necessarily about asking for help. N networking is goes back to resources. You know, networking is to me is exploration. Um, whether or not you know what you want to do specifically in, in with your career goals, the idea behind networking is is opening up uh, your eyes and and your experiences to different ways of thinking, um, different opportunities, and um, it, it part of I, I think a big part of networking is is the it has to be the concept that people want to help um so i know that i'll hear from students saying i don't want to bother that person and ask them for some information i'm going to give you a secret um people like me love to help think that that's part of the responsibility and here's the other part they love to talk about themselves and what they do you know it's not an ego thing. It's just that, you know, we I, I'm happy when somebody says, hey, listen, I'd love to hear about what you do because it's a chance for me to talk about my conference and, and my career. And so um, networking, uh, there's, there's so many opportunities for you to get involved. Part of it is um, on campus, um, whether it's your coach or, again, your administrator who have contacts in the field that you might be interested in, or maybe you don't even know they have contacts in the area that you're interested in getting involved, letting them know that, you know, these are some of the things that you, that you want to do. Um, alumni on campus, uh, through your campus uh, alumni office and, and other opportunities are, are, are amazing opportunities for uh, networking. I think the fact that um, whether you're on the national SAC or the SAC on your conference, uh, in your conference or, or, or on your campus, or any other group, those are all networking opportunities to open up doors for yourselves. And and I think um, you know one of the biggest tools uh, out there is, is something like LinkedIn, um, which I'm sure many student athletes are members of. I recommend it highly, even though even maybe it's a, it's work to put those those uh, LinkedIn pages together. But the value is amazing. And and um, Lastly, you know, I, I think one of the, the big things a, a, about being a student athlete, um, you hear a lot of times that employers are, 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 are would like like student athletes. You know, they're they're interested in employing student athletes. And that becomes a networking tool, too, is being able to promote what you do on your campus um, because that opens up doors, too. And thank you for bringing that point up. I just plug uh, Division Two National SAC recently put out a professional development document, and on one of those uh, parts of the professional development document was talking about transferable skills from being a student athlete to the workplace. So that's a, I love that point that you brought up there about you know um, student athletes are desirable job candidates, and we can we can lean into that. You, you know, uh, so, Wiley, before you get off of that, you know, it, it's interesting. One of the things I talk about when I teach is what are employers looking for? So I, my, my focus in teaching is sport management. But um, again, 
this is transferable to anything. What are employers looking for in, in you know, in 2022? You know, and, and, and a lot of the qualities that they're looking for is emotional intelligence, is, is uh, work ethic, is, is teamwork, is problem solving, what you just said. You know, all of those are, are elements of what you learn um, as, as a student athlete being part of a team being a leader on a team or being a leader in, in SAC or other organizations on your campus, all those are transferable skills. Um, a lot of the technical stuff, maybe not as, as somebody that wants to be pre-med or, or go into a, you know, a, 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 a medical or, or a, a, you know, a profession or maybe a specific area like accounting, those, you need those specific skills and knowledge. But in a lot of jobs, when you get that job, they're going to teach you a lot of the things that you need to know, but a lot of things they can't teach you are those soft skills, you know, that, that employers are looking for. Definitely. And uh, that I was like, most of that stuff you're saying, it sounds like the description of being a student athlete, right? So, uh, you know, as we are student athletes, one of those non-trans or one of those transferable skills from being a student athlete, right. I think is time management, right? So um, you and I talked a little bit before we got on here about the importance of utilizing time wisely for student athletes. What do you think that looks like utilizing your time, not only uh, to get your homework done right, but to prepare for life after your sport? Yeah, you know, um, I've been part of Division Two for over 25 years now. Uh, been in other areas of, of college athletics as well. Um, but one of the things I love when we talk about Division Two is, is the whole concept of life and the balance. And, and, and in Division Two, the ability or hopefully the ability to f do well and achieve in, in your academics and your athletics, but also have those experiences that are um, allow you to grow in other areas. You know, you talk about professional development, personal development, extremely important. You know, and 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 while it is a challenge, you know, for a, a football player or any other student athlete, especially in their season, there's so much, so uh, many time commitments and expectations. Um, but the reality is, is that some of the most important things that you learn as being a college student are what happens outside the classroom and and outside the playing field too. So. Um, finding ways to to uh, be able to experience things uh, other than your athletics and academics become really important and that's and that you know that the need for that is time management um, and you got to figure out but there's probably never been a time you know in 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 our in our history of where there are more available resources I keep saying resources but available opportunities for you to get involved in other things um, so whether uh, it's it's looking for internships or um, uh, volunteer experiences, service to your community, all those things build your skills, build your network. Um, you know, uh, one of the big problems when I was an AD for many years is how do uh, student athletes find time for internships because of all the time constraints that they have on them. And so now what's happening a lot in our in, in many industries is the idea, well, there's internships and then there's things like micro internships where, you know, maybe you could help out in my world in athletics. Maybe you help out in an event. Maybe you get experience. Um and or you could do things virtually uh, and, and get experience that way. More exposure, more uh, opportunities to meet people and get the experience that are going to be valuable to you. But 
um, you know, that time, the time constraints are there. That's just a reality. And I'm not saying that you also don't need time to take care of yourself because that's important, extremely important too. But uh, this time, you only go around once. And so trying to figure out uh, those kind of things become really important. Yeah, thank, and thank you so much for bringing that up. You know, um, I am actually technically employed by Kentucky Wesleyan College in three different areas, right? I give, you know, tours for the school and that helps me with my people skills. Although, you know, everybody who knows me knows I'm outgoing. I don't know if uh, the people skills was the transferable skill I need to work on most, but, you know, just, just different things like that. Being a peer tutor, being working with the athletic department. So um, thank you for bringing that up. And um, we're running up close on time. I want to thank you for, uh, you know, all the amazing information that you've given us. I wanted to ask you one last question. So a lot of our student athletes, they want to go into grad school. You know, myself, I want to go into medical school or to get a professional degree, right? So um, where, where does graduate school fit in? What advice would you give those who are considering graduate school and preparing for that? Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a life long learner. I went back to get my doctorate when I was over 50 years old. And I tell people all the time that any opportunity to be educated is important. I, I, a couple of caveats. One is that make sure that it's a program that you have really researched well and know that it's going to be a value to you. I, I, I work with a lot of students who haven't been able to find a job. So they say, okay, well, I'll go to grad school then. I'm not sure that's always the best next step. Um, so spend your time researching it. Find the right school that's going to lead to what you want. Figure out the finances. Talking as a, as a dad who both daughters went through through grad school. They're both work, and, and but that's an expensive proposition. Valuable. To, but uh, look for your opportunities. Your, your former student athlete, maybe there's graduate assistantships and other uh, opportunities or jobs that will pay for your school. Um, but spend time thinking about it. It's, it, can't, it shouldn't just be a jump right in and this is the normal thing. Make sure you think about it. But hey, education is, is, is key. Oh, I completely agree. And, and thank you so much uh, for that. And thank you for your wisdom in this, in this short time that we've been able to spend together. Uh, I know that there are so many great, great pieces of advice that you've given us um, throughout this entire thing. So I, I really enjoyed our time together. So I just want to say thank you one more time. My, it was my pleasure. I just, you know, I, I would just encourage people, whether you contact me, you know, if, if, if there's somebody that you uh, aren't getting answers from or feel that uh, you can make connections, you know, whether you talk to anybody at the NCA, everyone is willing to help and, and just takes that step. If somebody says no, you move on to the next person and, and you get the answers that you want. But I think this is a great program and a great priority for your, the organization that you're leading, Wiley. And I thank you for the opportunity to talk. Well, so that is a wrap on our uh, one of our last um, Champions for Life podcast episodes. Be on the lookout for our next one uh, next month. It's been such a joy uh, putting out this podcast for all of our listeners. I really hope that you guys have found something useful in it. I really hope that there have been some tidbits of advice, whether it be in the resume podcast or our STEM podcast. Um, any of our podcast episodes, hopefully this podcast episode that you say, hey, you know, my college experience has been made a lot better because of that one piece of information. So um, until next time, I'm signing off. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>